Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner is the podcast for martial arts instructors who want to hear behind the scenes of running a school. No fluff, just honest talk about the victories and struggles of running a martial arts school. Now, here's your host, Zach Hayden. Welcome back to Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner. This is episode number 27. I hope you are having a wonderful day. I just got back yesterday afternoon from our ATA Fall Nationals in Orlando, Florida. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. So, I know many of you are not ATA uh, school owners, um, but I still think uh, there's some stuff in this recap of my time at Nationals that you will find interesting and maybe even be able to learn some from and take with you. Um, so, um, first of all, the Fall Nationals uh, is not one of the Nationals I attend very often. I usually go to the Spring Nationals in Las Vegas. Um, fall Nationals, this year I decided uh, one um, when I was at World Championships, the ATA offered a, a great deal for their l- new leadership training course that I wanted to do uh, at Nationals, and then I talked to uh, s- two students of mine, and they were interested in going down, so um, the, they are husband and wife, and they went down with um, myself and my fiance, and we all drove down. Um, it took us about 20 hours on the way down, and uh, we cut our time little bit on the way back about 18 hours on the way back so we we took an extra day and went to uh, Disney's um, Hollywood Studios which was fun when we were down there as well but then started the training and I'll tell you for me personally um, the reason I go to these big events is the training I don't know um, what you are doing for yourself as an ATA member we are blessed with a, a plethora of training opportunities, whether those be on a regional level um, or on the national level, because we have world championships and fall nationals where they have just a great, um, huge amount of training. I know if you're not an ATA member, um, the um, Super Show is a, is a huge training event, um, and then there are other conferences and things around um, it seems that a lot of those other conferences and things are based almost solely on business, and, and that I would caution, not that you shouldn't take business things, because I, I certainly um, always try to uh, take some business courses as well, but that you should make sure that you're doing physical training courses, because those are really important for us school owners to make sure that we're still out there training physically, that we are working on improving ourselves physically, because too often... Uh, we kind of relax on the physical side of things and we need to make sure that we're not just focused on our business, we're focused on our bodies as well because we are the product that we are selling. We're an example of that product. So like I said, the ATA, we're, we're really lucky in that there are lots of training opportunities. My student that went with me, he took a... Um, long range or a, a combat gumdo uh, course which is uh, sword sparring is the uh, you know what everybody would think of it as um, and I took uh, an eight-hour seminar on this new leadership life skills training 
Now, my course certainly wasn't as physical as my students, but uh, it wasn't um, purely business. We were talking about um, improving teaching um, leadership skills and life skills in our programs. And it was um, a course where we were up and moving. We were doing a lot of um, practice teaching, um, learning some new XMA, some uh, ATA Extreme material that would be will be part of our leadership training courses as well. So it was a very uh, um, active training, which was nice. Uh, again, I, I think it's important, you know, for, for me, I like to do a balance of business courses, um, my own personal physical training, like I just recently came back from a, um, a rank advancement training where it was all my own for personal physical training, and then um, teaching training, instruction training, making sure that we're improving ourselves and as instructors. And I luckily, like I said, the ATA offers lots of that. Um, if you're not in the ATA, uh, I, I think you need to make sure that you're balancing your training among those things. Like I said, too often it seems that we're either training on just business or um, – Maybe some teaching. Um, I know you know great instructors out there like uh, uh, Mr. Dave Kovar uh, is really uh, fantastic at making sure that you're improving your instruction skills and things like that. Um, but um, there isn't, there doesn't seem that there's a lot for personal physical training. Um, like I said, the Super Show seems to have some of that where you are uh, certifying in certain things. But um, I think that's really important. Those three areas, if we're going to continue to up the level of our instruction, we're going to up the level of the martial arts industry. We need to make sure that we're not overly, we're not just pushing, you know, business, 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 but we're improving ourselves and our teaching skills as well. So anyways, um, this leadership life course, life skills course was uh, really great. Um, lots of good information in there. Um, tons of, um, you know, kind of some, not necessarily new, I mean, there, there's new things that we're doing, obviously, um, but they're not, not that complicated for, for instructors that have been teaching for a long time, um, but they are, are really good concepts, things I'm, I'm excited to um, start to put into my school, um, and those are, I'm going to start this week, you know, right away with uh, starting that new curriculum and stuff in my um, leadership training courses, so. I'm really excited about that. There's some neat things there um, that we are going to be instilling. The ATA is, you know, on top of their game. You know, they are always working on improving um, and staying ahead of things, which I, I love to see. And I'm very pleased um, to, to get to learn those um, things right when they come out. It's one of the things I really enjoy doing. So that's how we spent most of our day, my instructor and I, uh, one of my students, uh, a guy who teaches for me, and uh, myself, uh, Thursday was training all day. Um, Friday was the uh, rank testing and midterm testing for uh, nationals. Um, and our event, uh, I, I was lucky enough to sit on the, the testing panel um, as a judge, which I really enjoy doing. Um, and... Uh, there was something really interesting that happened. So we had our um, regular testing procedure go on. Um, you know, students did their, their forms and their board breaks, their sparring, those kind of things. Um, and then from there, we have a, an ATA fit test. If you have, are not um, 
you know, an HA member, you, you probably um, haven't seen this. But the, uh, the fit test is uh, where you do a um, certain number of push-ups, certain number of sit-ups. We have a kick combo. We have a punching combo, all kinds of great stuff. Um, and then we've, in my opinion, we've had problems with making sure that people are really hitting hard enough because we want to make sure that our, our um, students, our black belts, are, you know, looking good doing this fit test, that they are really hardcore hitting hard. Um, and they are, you know, demonstrating good martial arts, good, good martial arts skills. And, uh, so I've been frustrated as I've watched this fitness test, um, for a while at different events, whether it be, uh, worlds and national testings or our own regional testings and things where people are just not hitting them hard enough. And I, I'm always talking to my students, hit it hard, hit it hard, hit it hard, take the time to hit it hard. Um, because you're showing the, the real skill there. Well, the fitness test gets over and we're ready to, you know, bow out and the testing. And uh, they say, you know what, that wasn't good enough. You know, the, the head table grandmaster and, and some of the, the master's council people were like, that's, that's not good enough. We did not, you know, if you guys don't do better, if you don't hit harder, um, you know, nobody in here is going to pass. And they made everybody redo the fitness test. Um, which I thought was just an excellent display of integrity, you know, of, of making sure that we are, there's a, a standard of quality that we're looking for, and we're not going to let you get by just because, you know, you're a high rank or, or you know, that you're, you signed up for this or whatnot. Well, you've got to meet this standard. And we watched the second time through, and you know, uh, most people improved. Most people looked better, which showed they should have done better the first time. It was ridiculous. Um, the the way it was done was just really great. Um, I was very, very pleased to see um, that um, integrity, that standard upheld. Um, you know, and I know there are people out there who who you know, make fun of the ATA and the way it is and, you know, think it's a belt factory and stuff. But it's it's things like this that make me very proud to be an ATA member where I say, you know what, we're, our high ranks, our, you know, leaders are looking for high quality black belts. That's what we're doing. And so we're not going to settle for, for um, substandard. Um, and so that was really, um, really great to see. Um, you know, I know, my students, I had two of my students were, were midterming, and I felt a little bad for them because they, I, I know they put power in it the first time because I make sure they're trained that way. So they had to do it a second time with power, which was uh, interesting. Um, you know, and I'm sure they weren't enjoying it quite as much as I was enjoying having them do it again. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes those are the things that need to be done. Um, you know, us as school owners need to look at that ourselves, you know, and say, hey, are we letting people through certain things because they showed up or are we really holding the line? Are we holding the standards that we need to? So that was um, really, uh, I thought was a really telling thing. I thought it was really great um, and a good lesson to learn. And then finally, um, the, the other big thing that I did was I uh, went and helped um, kind of uh, learn, I was learning how to be a team sparring coach. We've uh, 
DTA has started this team sparring thing, um, and it's really cool, and it's it's starting to um, catch on. And I am kind of a one of the 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 leaders in my region, and I want to make sure that our region is on top of this, and that we're getting involved and stuff. So I wanted to go and certify as a judge. And in that process, I was able to watch as they picked out. Um, they they had sixty kids, um, girls and boys, and they whittled it down. Um, they had to, to whittle it down to, um, what did they have, uh, eight boys and six girls um, that would make up two different teams, um, and these were juniors, um, and these two teams then competed that later that night at the uh, ESPN3 um, ATA Invitational. And so I got to watch the process as they went through that. Uh, they, they, the other coaches there, the ones that were you know going to coach these teams, told us, you know, we're, we're, we were seeing how they were evaluating these students, um, what they were focusing on, what they were um, looking for when they're, when they're building a team. And then we got to talk a little bit about how the, the future of the team competition looks and things. And it was really exciting. It made me really excited for this team competition. So it's one of the things that I want to spend some time on in our region is really uh, making sure that we have uh, some teams ready to compete and that we're, that we're really working on those um, It was it was definitely uh, an entertaining and and informative thing that was, you know, it shows just the the improvement, the thing um, that they're gonna keep, you know, they're just gonna keep uh, improving, just keep working, keep training, you know, new and inventive things, um, fun that that is just gonna keep pushing us as martial arts school owners um, and instructors ourselves in training other people and motivating other people so it was it was a blast it was a lot of fun um, the the tournament took place the next day well there was some extreme and creative competition that day as well and then um, the ESPN 3 Invitational that night so hey um, even if you're not an ATA member I know um, I've talked a lot about ATA stuff today but uh, I, I hope you can still learn some things from you know my experience you know as we talked about personal training, talk about, um, you know, the integrity of what we're looking for in our students when they're testing, things like that. But uh, also, I encourage you to head over to ESPN3.com and watch the invitational that we that we did. Um, you know, I, just because I, I think it's cool to watch other people's stuff. You know, we, uh, I, you know, tune in and, and watch you know, some of the, the other events and stuff that go on. You know, we all tune in and watch UFC and things like that. Uh, I think you might find it interesting. You might find some, some really cool stuff in our ESPN3 Invitational. Um, there were some cool things where it was creative and extreme competition, you know, which for some people they don't like that much. They think, uh, you know, it's just, you know, gymnastics-y and stuff and not practical and whatnot. Um, and then there we had some traditional competition. We had the... Uh, Traditional forms, traditional sparring, traditional um, board breaking, um, some cool board breaking stuff there. And then we had the team sparring event. So um, I encourage you to go if you weren't at Nationals, if you're not an ATM member, if you are an ATM member and you didn't, uh, weren't able to see it, um, if you head over to ESPN3.com um, and search for martial arts, I think the replay will be up for a while still um, if you're listening to this within, you know, 
uh, probably a, a week or two weeks of uh, the event. That's kind of my recap for Fall Nationals. Um, it was a blast. I, I, like I said, I always enjoy going and training and continuing to train um, personally in, in all different kinds of things. I didn't compete at this event, and I, I definitely need to make sure that I compete at the next event. Um, it was scheduling, and I, I don't know. I, I can make different excuses for not competing. Um, but next time, uh, it's definitely something that I, I need to do is, is compete because that forces me to continue my physical training as well. So I'll be, I'll be doing that. That's going to wrap up um, my recap. One last thing. Um, this week is the last week for the pre-sale um, and the um, early bird pricing for my um, Marshall, or excuse me, my social media ambassadors courses. Um, I'm, I've got a course on Instagram and a course on Facebook on how to, it, it's going to, the course is going to train uh, one of your staff member, or one of your staff members or a volunteer from your school to do your social media stuff. They're going to, you know, post, make new original content, which is something that is sorely missing from most martial arts schools. Um, it's going to then teach you also about some of the advertising side of Facebook. If you want to teach that, if you want your um, staff or volunteer to learn how to do that, they can, they can do that as well. But um, it, let me tell you, I, I see so many martial arts school owners who are not maximizing the, the free sides of um, social media um, and then wasting their their paid side because you're not maximizing the free side either um, and people who are wasting them their money on the paid side as well that I, it just it just uh, saddens me every time I see people um, doing it wrong and so I'm I'm building this course um, and right now it's the early bird pricing it's gonna end I'm gonna close it down um, at the end of this week and you will not be able to get it until the price um, for for probably a month or so or longer, um, and the the price will increase from there. So I, if this is something that you know, it's not something you need to do all the time as a school owner. The problem is often we think we have to do everything. Um, that's what I found in in the staffing survey. That's what I found in you know talking to school owners a lot of times. Um, you need to make sure that you have someone on your staff or, or a volunteer that is trained in doing this well, and this is the course that's going to do it. So you don't have to know everything. We're going to give you the basic information. I'm going to make sure you know what they should be doing, and then the the course will train them on what to do and even give you guys some checklists that they'll they'll fill out and go through and make sure that they are following your guidance um, when you know, really showcasing your school to your community on social media. So you can check that out at mediacompany.me slash SMA. It's Social Media Ambassador. Mediacompany.me slash SMA um, because it will close at the end of the week. Okay. Awesome, guys. Have a great week. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Make sure you are um, subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to this. And uh, I'd love a rating and a review. It uh, um, helps other people see the podcast or uh, even better, share it with a friend. Okay, guys. Till next week, keep striving for excellence.